Hey, sweet friends, my name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of DiSerrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that, from actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? So if you're like me or if you're like any baker or person in the world, you can go hours and hours scrolling on Instagram. And chances are you've probably gone hours scrolling and scrolling looking at delicious cookies. Well, sometimes it's because the people that make that content are just so amazing and you just can't take your eyeballs off of it. And that is definitely the case today. We have a content creator who is also a cookier. However, this content and these cookies have a message and this young lady has a mission. She actually just took a huge leap of faith, leaving her job and going into content creation full time. So what does that look like and how can we try to implement that in our business if it's something that we want to do? Well, joining me here today is the Graceful Baker to tell us all about it. Hi, beautiful. How are you doing today? I am so, I'm so good today. It's a beautiful sunshining day. It is awesome sauce. So for those who are unfamiliar, tell us about the Graceful Baker. Love to. So I am Grace of the Graceful Baker. I am a cookie artist and content creator, and I create content on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube that is both satisfying and educational. And as you mentioned with educational, to me, educational means two things. One, I just teach people how to do what I do. So how to work with royal icing, but I've also taken to educating on subject matters, on things that I know nothing about or things I do know things about, um, and really using my sets as a medium to to share education. Yes, and you do that in an amazing way. And we're definitely going to talk about your cookies and some of the messages that you share in empowering people and teaching them and educating mm-hmm. them. So are you considered a cottage baker? Do you bake from a shop or are you more so not baking and it's just a hundred percent content creating. So, I mean, obviously I have to bake in order to make my content, um, which I think confuses people because I do make my cookies. Um, I, I think under technical terms, I'm a cottage baker. So I, I do have the certification for New York state to, um, bake out of my New York city apartment. But as you mentioned, it is a means to create digital content. So that's really my focus. While I do bake the cookies from scratch, make the icing from scratch, um, it's all about that video at the end of it. So so no box mix, everything from scratch? No, ma'am, no <laughs> box mix. No, 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 certainly not. <laughs> oh boy, you cookiers are, are, are so particular. I love it. And one thing I do love about your cookies is, honey, you can see that vanilla bean in the cookies. Yeah, I use... Nielsen Massey, the only the only vanilla bean there is. <laughs> yes, yes, amen. So, so why cookies? Have you ever baked anything else, or where did baking come from? Is there someone in your yeah. family who inspired you? 
Absolutely. So baking definitely runs in my family. My grandmother was a big baker. Um, That's my mom's mom. And then my mom is a big baker as well. I grew up in that household where I came home from school with fresh baked chocolate chip cookies from scratch. I can thank my mother um, for, you know, the love handles I got because they came with (laughs) love. Uh, (laughs) But I just grew up in a home where baking was love. Um, And I also grew up in a very artistic home. So my mom is a painter. My dad studied theater. My sister is a musician. I also grew up as an amateur musician. Um, And so cookies, specifically royal icing, became or ended up being like the perfect um, cross of my artistic self and my baking because I love to bake. I love to like make people smile with something edible. Um, But then finding my medium in royal icing Took me a long time because I cannot paint to save my life like my mom. I did not inherit that. <laughs> cannot draw. Um, but I can I can do royal icing. I can do colors. I love. I take a lot of pride in my um, color schemes for my sets. Absolutely. And you guys, just imagine when I tell you some of the most vivid, bright, beautiful colors, bold shapes. This young lady is a cookier. If you're not following her already at Instagram at the Graceful Baker, you definitely want to follow because she will challenge you looking at her cookies. You'll be like, oh, snaps. I need to up level my game because these cookies are like (laughs) so out of this world. So from baking and, and making the cookies and you recently left your job. So you show up in a major way online. So now not just a cookie but a content creator, what gave you the leap of faith to, to take that jump? Uh, it's, I have to say it was years in the making. So I kind of, my journey starts 10 plus years ago when I went to college for international politics, I was I was on this track, this lifetime track of being an ambassador. I was going to be president of the United States. I had this whole plan. And then, as I like to say, I graduated from college and I had my first of many quarter life crises at that point. Um, And I I bounced around doing a lot of different things. I left my career track that I thought I would be on for a variety of reasons, just realizing it really wasn't for me and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And for someone who's been so goal-oriented for such a long time, it was terrifying because I was like, I don't have a goal. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm directionless, like (laughs) what's up, what's down. Um, And so I ended up at my now former employer. Um, I worked at the Juilliard School as an arts administrator. I started there six and a half-ish years ago now. Whoa. (laughs) Um, working on an international program for performing arts education for K through 12. And I ended up there really because of people. I mean, I have a performing arts background education, but I came there for the person that I worked for because I worked for her previously. I loved her. And I stayed there really, again, for the people. I, and I believed in the work that I was doing, but there was something missing. Like, after a couple of years, I realized I didn't have that fire anymore. I didn't see myself being at this organization long-term. And when I realized that it was like, shoot, I'm okay. <laughs> so what, what's the next plan here? Yeah. Um, and I, so I used to play music part or as a, as a, um, as a hobby, uh, all through college. And then when I graduated, I was playing community groups and, the first couple of years of my job at Juilliard, my music playing kind of started to decline. That was my creative outlet. And I was looking for something else to replace it. And I don't know, one Christmas, 
somehow Googling found Royal Icing cookies and decided to make some for Christmas. I don't know. I don't really know why, but <laughs> it was the start of something. So for the first couple of years, I just did it every once in a while, which was pretty painful. If you've ever worked with Royal Icing, um, it's a steep learning curve. Yeah. And then we are in 2022 now. I need to get these years right. Um, about five years ago, I guess. So a couple yeah. years into Juilliard, I started bringing cookies to work and um, it just, it really took off from there. My coworkers became my biggest supporters. They were my first clients. I started selling cookies. I started teaching some. I was on Instagram, which I'm sure we'll talk about more later, but I yeah. just exploded one day. Well, I say one day over six months, you know, going from zero to a hundred thousand followers in 2018. Whoa. And I went quickly, I transitioned quickly from being a cookie producer, which is what everyone does to finding myself in this content creation space and really loving it. Like I love creating satisfying videos, take so much pride and joy in my editing. Um, it's a whole long story unto itself, but it was really honestly during the pandemic that things started to click and to fall into place. So um, about a year into the pandemic was the point that I joined YouTube. I joined TikTok. I made my first actual, um, paycheck, like real paycheck as a content creator during that time. Go girl. And thank you. That was the point where I was like, hold up. I can make money doing this. Like what? So my wheels started turning. And I also went through a um, just like a personal shift where for the longest time, because for 10 years, I worked for an organization. I had paid vacation. I had benefits. I had security in my job. And I never wanted to leave that because I just enjoyed that so much. But then during the pandemic, I, I felt the shift where I realized I loved working from home. First of all, I never wanted to go back to an office. Yeah. <laughs> I loved being able to call the shots. I liked being my own boss. I liked having more flexibility in my time. And suddenly that shift meant that the pros to being a freelancer and leaving that security outweighed the cons. And I suddenly had this mission in myself. How do I make this happen? So I went through a variety of different scenarios of how do I make this happen? And eventually landed on the way I would quit my job would be to build up my savings because I just did not have the capacity to be doing. I mean, I was already doing two full-time jobs. I was not making two full-time incomes, yeah. <laughs> but um, I needed to just put that savings aside so that I could quit my job and rely on my savings for at least maybe the first like three to six months, something like that. So that's the believe it or not, the short story of kind of how I made it happen. December 15th of 2021 was my last day at Juilliard. Um, I took a month off, which was my first like proper vacation in a very, very long time. I was super burned out. Um, and I like disappeared from all social media for a month. And I'm now, so I came back officially full-time as a content creator at the end of January, and I'm just closing out week eight. 
doing this full time. <laughs> you you go, girl. That is an amazing story. But what I love, because, you know, with, with baking for business, I'm all about the business side. I know oftentimes, mm-hmm. sometimes those who are believers and even non-believers, sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, well, have faith or I'm just going to take the jump. But I always tell people, you know, if you've been on a job for a while, I'm a firm believer that faith without works is dead. So while I do want you to work for what it is you're jumping for, it is kind of smart to think about it and have a plan. And you actually did that. You made sure first that you you got your house in order, as as the old folks used to say in the South. But you got your savings in order. You had a plan. You sat down. Mm -hmm. And then you did what you had to do in order to get yourself from A through Z. And Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. I mean, we know Juilliard is one of the top performing arts schools in the world. So I'm pretty sure being employed with them was something kind of hard to just walk away from. So now fast forward, the the YouTube checks are rolling in, all all Mm -hmm. the checks are rolling in. And (laughs) you're here now doing it full time, which is great because you also teach, which we'll get to that Mm -hmm. in a second. But with these cookies that you do, though. I like to say you're like the unicorn of cookies because you're Mm. not doing these little (laughs) rainbows and and baby booties and other stuff like that. You're showing up in a major way. Um, I mean, just now when when my phone went off, apologies for the sound, you guys. I can't help. But when I look at your cookies, it's like you make me feel good to be on Instagram. Like I was scrolling, but I did learn something. (laughs) Because, uh, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. because you don't just post cookies like here's a cute cookie or here's a birthday you have messages Mm -hmm. and your messages show up and educate in a a Mm -hmm. huge way and one of these that I'm going to share since I'm down here uh in Mm -hmm. Louisiana is just a little text from a Mardi Gras cookie you did which says fun fact Mardi Gras marks the end of carnival season countries around the world celebrate Mardi Gras as the last day of carnival season which starts after Christmas on January 6th known also as the 12th night. Uh, What is it that made you show up and say, you know what, I'm not just going to do cookies, but I'm also going to make sure that I put a message behind what it is I share. Mm -hmm. It's a great question. So, I mean, for the longest time, I just did unicorns and rainbows. And... I'm not sure if you can hear the uh, plane rolling overhead. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, at, I'm in the flight path here. Um, so yeah, I did unicorns and rainbows for a long time. And it was December 2020, actually. So hearing a theme here, a lot of things happened for me personally and professionally during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I suddenly one day, I'm not sure if they were always there, but one day I finally decided to listen and notice that I got a request to do Hanukkah cookies. Uh And I was like, well, I don't personally celebrate Hanukkah. um, But I looked at the content I was putting out there and I was doing a lot of Christmas. So I was like, you know what? Fair. I'm sure plenty of other people who follow me celebrate Hanukkah. Um, Let me try. The way that I approach that set and the way I've approached every set since is... I always do my own research first because it's incredibly important that I have some fluidity in my ability to speak about the topic. And it also plays into how I design this, the the set, because, you know, like starting with Hanukkah, for example, um, especially being an outsider to the community, I didn't want to be doing sets and designs that were really typical or corny or kitschy, just like kind of cheap in a way. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. there to be real respect behind my intentions and the designs I came up with. So 
that's where the research comes from. I want to do something maybe outside the box you haven't seen before, something really respectful. Um, I always work with someone in the community to, I call them my consultant, (laughs) um, officially, unofficially, to review my designs, to review my captions, to make sure that I'm on the right track because um, it's important, you know, that I have someone in the community looking at what I've done. Now, I will say I have learned the hard way that as with any community on any topic, there are going to be differing opinions. So yeah. Yeah. just because I talked to one person and they said thumbs up, um, there are going to be other people in the community that may disagree. But so it started with that Hanukkah set and I got such a positive response to that. Like, thank you so much for doing Hanukkah cookies. My feed is filled with Christmas and it's just so nice to feel seen. So it started with Hanukkah. Then I did Kwanzaa that same month. Um, Coming into 2021, I did Lunar New Year. And then the first like really big set that I did that kind of outside the box was the set I did celebrating Black women. That set is really personal to me Mm -hmm. in the sense that it was And maybe it's something I don't share a lot with how I shared the set, but it was really personal to my own journey. So as with many people, the spring of 2020, um, a lot of of white folks in particular kind of woke up from the sleep (laughs) of of our peaceful ignorance. Um, And I was like, I started my own active anti-racist journey. And as I sat there as sitting in this nexus of content creator, large platform, white person, I was like, this is a tremendous amount of privilege I have here because of the color of the skin, because of the size of my platform, because of the type of content I put out there too. I knew that I wanted to do something meaningful with that. I didn't want to waste that privilege. Um, So I chose to do this set celebrating Black women, doing two things at the same time. I wanted to of course, celebrate the impact and the history uh, and the contributions of Black women. So I did that in the captions. I did a lot of research highlighting, I think, around 100 women from today and yesterday who made impactful contributions to our country. And then in terms of the visual, which so there's not, the the cookies don't represent the captions per se. Um, The designs I chose to focus on were celebrating Black women's hair, because as we all know, especially in our society, Black women's hair is ostracized. Black people's hair is like the the long-time beauty standards, the Eurocentric beauty standards of shaming kinky hair, um, is something that I knew about like on the periphery, but I didn't really understand. Cause I'm going to be honest here. Like I grew up in Vermont. I'm white. I grew up in a pretty white bubble. Um, I went to school in DC, but still then, like it was still a pretty, still kind of white bubble that I lived in. And I knew like, as I started to tackle this set, I was like, I don't know what the difference is between a lock and a twist. I don't know what a Bantu knot is. I don't know the difference between natural and protective styles. And I sat sat there and I was like, I'm pretty sure if I don't know that as a, Mm. someone who I consider well-educated, good background, like if I don't know that, I'm sure there are other people who follow me that don't know that. So that's very much the perspective I come from. I educate myself because there's something that I don't know, something I want to learn about. And the way that I share it is purely 
to educate. I'm not trying to convert people to believe some sort of political belief. Um, I come at it just from an education perspective because education is power. Um, yes. So much of the bad stuff that goes on, the discrimination, it, it comes from a lack of knowledge. Um, Cause when you don't know something, it's much easier to just project and to assume things and to put your own story on it when it's not the truth. So that set I bring up just because it was really the turning point in many ways for my content. Um, I blew up on TikTok because of it. I started getting, you know, things like media requests that I never had before because suddenly um, I was someone who was doing something different. And as I see my hands in the the image right now, um, because something that came up a lot was I was doing this meaningful set that, you know, I was inspired by my friend Nadia of Kinky Culture Cookie Co. She's really, I would say, like the OG of the kinky curly cookies. Um, I saw her set the previous summer. It inspired me. And what I think challenged people a lot was there was an appreciation for the content they were seeing. Yeah. But the number of comments I got that were, I loved it until until I saw the color for hands was it was so it was also the first set where I got types of criticism and a volume of criticism that I had never received before and it was really challenging for me and I'll be honest it was a point where I was like I never want to do anything like this ever again Mm, mm. um because I you know I can take people telling me you're not very good at cookies like you can't flood that I can do that better than you but Mm. someone like personal attacks on your character is a whole other story So at the same time, though, as I was doing this kind of set and, you know, I did more sets, like I'm sure you want to talk about later. Um, I did a set for Pride Month. I've done a lot of other holidays um, like Eid al-Adha for the Muslim faith. Um, I've done Diwali uh, for the Hindu faith. I have done um, Rosh Hashanah, another Jewish holiday. And... When I'm feeling down on myself and I'm letting the negative comments get to me, I think back and I look to all the positive comments because at the end of the day, like the big thing that I get from it is a number of people who just say, thank you so much for seeing me, for representing my culture, my identity, my community that's not done in the mainstream, especially not done in the way that I do it with cookies. Um... So I think that's my round. I can't remember your original question. No, girl, girl, you, you that's where I ended. You, you said it all. And then some, and it's so crazy because as a black woman, I liked it more when I saw your hands, I was like, mm. Oh shit, this is a white girl doing this. You know, so <laughs> I had to go and I was like, yes. And where, although we appreciate any effort from any uh, person who helps to want to amplify voices but i mean these weren't just like one post i'm talking about like you said you went into to locks you went into braids you went into straight you did like this entire series which i just thought was beautiful but not just the fact that you did the black hairstyles just the fact that you took that leap of courage because like you stated as a white woman i can only imagine showing up every single day after some ignorant person or some 
uneducated person has something, you know, dumb to say and to still show up and finish the series out in spite of what others may say or what what others may think. And just to kind of read one of the posts that you have on social media, this particular hairstyle that I'm reading, you guys, is locks. It has the cute little brown face and some beautiful locks that she piped. But again, with her in context, it's not just the hairstyle, it's the history and the message she shares. And the message goes like this. For a brief period of time during the summer and fall of 2021, there were a record number of Black women mayors at the helm of large U.S. cities. Black women mayors led eight of the 100 cities with the largest populations in the United States. And then you go on to actually list some of those mayors. Shout out to Latoya Cantrell. She's right down the street from me in New Orleans. But (laughs) I mean, you are covering just these amazing topics. So kudos to you because... I had the opportunity to interview a cat from Subtle Asian, and it was the same thing. It's like where you decide, hey, I just want to do something to show that representation matters. And you you show up and you show a, a culture and these Internet thugs, these trolls, you know, just pop mm-hmm. up out of nowhere. But the way the universe works, you kept showing up and a blessing came from it. All they did was mm-hmm. help accelerate your growth. So now from, and there's one more set that I want to go over because not just the hairstyles, not just the teams, of course, you guys know the Mardi Gras set is my favorite because I was in Louisiana, (laughs) but we're talking bisexual pride flag series, Mm -hmm. LGBTQ Mm -hmm. girl, you go deep. And I just want to congratulate you for just stepping into that and just using your medium and your craft, not just to show up and show up, but like you said, to educate. And I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So somebody needs to learn this stuff. Clearly you teach, right? So when did the <laughs> teaching come along? Because there's tons of lessons wow. in these cookie yeah. styles and techniques. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to say I educate with every post I do. So mm-hmm. even just the visual is an education, right? Um, and I like to like throw in little tidbits and captions and voiceovers on TikTok. Um, you know, over on YouTube, I do two different kinds of videos over there. I do my satisfying compilation for every set, but then I also do a real-time tutorial with a voiceover, which is a favorite of many people where I sit there and sometimes these videos are like an hour and a half or two hours because real time is slow, people. Um, <laughs> but I sit there and I talk like I'm in a class. I don't prepare anything. I just sit down at my mic and I start talking and I talk through it as if I was talking to someone taking one of my classes. So speaking of classes, um, I did used to teach more in person before the pandemic um, and have made a shift to not so in person. So I have a few virtual options. Um, you know, as a content creator, my focus is is to be a content creator. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm churning out videos left and right. And as I grow more and more, I have less and less time to be spending in the comments, to be spending in DMs. Amen. And I know I hate that. <laughs> and solving that problem and still being accessible is very challenging for big creators, especially if you're on multiple platforms. Um, and so the the offerings I have are they're not a huge part of what I do, but it's there if it speaks to you and you want time with me. So these are really meant to be opportunities to have real one-on-one time with me, which 
is becoming rarer and rarer. And it's honestly, one day I may not do these kinds of things anymore. So just throwing that out there, if you're interested, <laughs> I would jump on it now. So the things I offer, I have three virtual options. They're all done over Zoom. The first one is what I call Royal Icing 101. Ooh. And this is for beginners. Yes. So I have tons of people that come to me, DMs, comments saying, I would love to do this. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm in college, whatever. I, you know, I want to do this either just for fun or I want to actually venture into royal icing. Like I, I know buttercream, but I don't know anything about royal icing. So this is a 30-minute conversation over Zoom where I talk for about 20 minutes. I have my set spiel, which is just the big strokes of what do you need to know when you're walking into royal icing? The the kinds of stuff to look out for, the mistakes you're probably going to make, the kinds of tools you need. Like it's just a big strokes um, idea of what you're walking into. And then we have about five to 10 minutes to ask, ask and answer any specific questions. At, at the moment, I don't have a blog, so but that benefits people taking these <laughs> consultations mm-hmm. because if you take any of my classes consultations, you get access to this private Google Doc that has um, the the kind of stuff I'd put on a blog, but it's, it's yeah. everything we talk about in the consultations in detail. I have links to everything, to free resources, to products to buy. I have like the splurge option or the budget option. Um, and I really put this together because, you know, I'm self-taught. So I learned Royal Icing 10 plus years ago. Um, self-taught is great because you learn everything the hard way. Um, yeah. But I also know that as someone who's brand new to Royal Icing, it's incredibly overwhelming with the volume of resources out there. I myself have a ton of stuff out there on all platforms. It's a lot to cull through. So that 30-minute Royal Icing 101 is me sitting down, holding your hand and saying, let me just summarize everything for you. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) So I like that one. My second option is what I call the build your own. And it's a 30 or 60-minute conversation where you get to ask me, your burning questions. So sometimes people come to me with like a really long list of just short questions, or we might spend the entire time just talking about one topic in depth, like how do I grow my social media following? Like how do I do videos with cookies, that kind of thing. Um, So that's the build your own. And then the third one I have is the Royal Icing Prep. And it is a four hour (laughs) class. Yes. Wow. Um, I do it with one person or up to three and I get in your kitchen with you as much as I can via a camera. So you have cameras set up at your mixer and then we do some practice afterwards. We start by making a batch of icing. We, I say you, I walk (laughs) you through making a batch of icing. We color the icing. We mix consistencies, which is if you've ever worked with royal icing, that is the hardest part. If you don't get your consistency right, then decorating is going to be a hot mess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once we bag all the icing, we do spend some time with actual piping practice. So we do line work, we do flooding, different consistencies. So that's the royal icing prep. I know for some people, it sounds like, how can you possibly do that through zoom? But I've had a lot of people say, you know what? I was skeptical, but it felt like you were in my kitchen with you. So yeah, gold star. Um, and then I have two in-person offerings, which I've more recently started offering now that things are opening up in the world again. Um, one of them is just like a standard group decorating class. So it, 
is just decorating for two to three hours. It's more like a fun thing. You want to have a party. You want to have some people over. I do all the the hard work. You have all the fun. Um, (laughs) That's one of my offerings. And right now I only, so I'm based in New York city. I only offer that in the New York city area. Yeah. The other one, my newest offering that I'm most excited about is I'm calling it the one-on-one Royal icing intensive. Oh, so this is about five hours in person. I come to your kitchen and much like the virtual option I mentioned, we make a batch of Royal icing. We color it. We make the consistencies. We bag it. We practice piping work. And then I put together three designs that have 14 things. So even if you think you're pretty good already, just to see how someone else does it is really helpful. Um, So that one I I offer in the New York City area, but I'm also going to start traveling and incorporating some of those classes if I can. So I'll just plug, you know, I'm planning on being on the West Coast at the beginning of June um, you know, looking at like Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, so, um, plus side of what I do as a content creator. Um, and it's really for the people who either just want to have fun with this or want to do it because they want to incorporate royal icing into their business in some way. Awesome. I, I love that. I love the fact that you have so many different offerings and so many ways that people can connect with you and so many ways that you offer help. And the intensive definitely uh, sounds like fun with the hottest trends and all those other things. So I can only imagine your story has been amazing. I mean, from Juilliard to cookies to content creation. And like I stated, the way that you show up and share is something totally different. But I also want to say it is so appreciated, girl. So I'm so happy that you decided to join this little uh, baking world and share everything. So now I'm super excited because I want to know uh, what are your future plans? Decorating is very much an untapped marketing source. Um, I think it's there are more brands that are aware of cookie um, cake decorators, but cookies not so much. So let's get on that. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Some creating some sponsored content, and yeah, just just leaning into this year and seeing where things go. I'm excited. Well, I definitely know that you can do that. And then some, any brand will be a fool to not want to work with you. Your following (laughs) is huge. Your heart is huge, but your message that you share with the items that you bake is even bigger. So now it's time for lightning round. Are you ready? Uh, No, but let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. What is your favorite color? Uh, Teal. Because it goes with my eyes. Oh, mine is turquoise. So that's pretty close. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. What is one dessert that you can't live without? Oh, it's got to be just like a classic fresh baked chocolate chip cookie. Oh, yeah. Now, now, do, now, do you like the chopped chocolate? Because, you know, the secret is to chop the chocolate, not to the chips never melt. So <laughs> I grew up with the uh, Nestle Tolhus, okay. uh, as, as, <laughs> as Phoebe says from Friends. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I I know I know there's that fancy New York Times recipe out there with like the two different flowers and the blah blah blah. But I just like a classic like classic. Nestle Tolhouse recipe with yeah. With some milk. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, girl. No, semi-sweet. No milk. Semi-sweet. We're doing semi-sweet chocolate. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Who is your celebrity crush? 
Oh, um, she's getting quiet, y'all. <laughs> oh, uh, cause I have too many. Um, we're going to pause here and you'll edit this out. Cause I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> Uh, we don't do no editing. We go straight through. It's a hundred percent. Oh, you edit. don't? No. Oh, girl. shoot. There's no or, editing. I want um, you in the moment. <laughs> I I can't name one because I have too many, and I'm blanking on I'm blanking on all their names. I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Robin Thicke. I'm 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 like the Idris Elba, Channing Tatum type of girl. Magic Mike. That is that is so funny that you say Idris Elba and Ch- Channing Tatum because yes, those would be at the top for me. Magic Mike, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <She'd> say, uh-huh. <laughs> what mm-hmm. is the one kitchen tool that you can't live without? The one kitchen, you know, probably unpopular opinion. My food scale. Oh, hey, I weigh everything. I weigh all my ingredients. That's the best way to have accuracy. So it's nothing wrong yeah. with that. <laughs> That's a really good tool, darling. Well, thank you so much. I know we're so happy to have you and I look forward to seeing all the amazing things that you produce as well as to continue to learn from you. And I'll definitely put a link in the show notes to how anyone in your area can book those classes and how everyone listening listening can book a virtual class with you real quick. And so do you just want to give out your Instagram handle? How can we find you all over social? Yeah. So on Instagram, I am the dot graceful dot baker. TikTok, just the graceful baker. And same thing on YouTube. If you Google or search in YouTube, the graceful baker, you'll find me there too. Yay. Awesome sauce. Thanks so much, Grace. Thank you. Okay. So how many times have you thought I'm going to do that? I'm going to leave my job to take a leap of faith and to do this thing that I love full time. I love the fact that she had a plan and I love the fact that she showed up and she executed it. I do believe that there's something that we can all learn from that. You know, one of the great things about the graceful baker is that she still continues to show up and to do the same thing, which is to educate. Regardless of if it's part-time or full-time, you know, we're all content creators. Every single thing we put out is content. And it doesn't always have to be about sales. When you make your vision so much bigger than you, I'm telling you, you're going to learn. Doors are going to open. That's where the engagement comes from. People are going to talk to you because now you're showing up and you're using your brand voice and you have something to say. And I love the way Graceful Baker shows up in a major way way and I think we can all learn some lessons go check out her page you're definitely going to understand what it is I'm talking about I hope you guys enjoyed this episode do me a favor screenshot this yes right now I share everything on my page I love to give you guys love and if there was a key takeaway in this if it pushed you if it motivated you if it is going to turn the knob and make you think you know what I can do this too then trust me honey I believe you we may be small business owners but we are in a big universe and we have big goals, big passions, big dreams. And just like Grace, you can show up and you can live in your dreams too each and every single day. So be sure to check the show notes. I'm going to link all of her information if you want to be sure to follow her on Instagram as well as check out some of that class information also. All right, you guys. Bye for now.